everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your coach for this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to share and continuing to like and continuing to comment on the episodes. I am really excited when I can see that pop up on my social media. Thank you guys so much. Without your ears, my voice would not be necessary. So I thank you for that. And thank you for checking out my website, www.imreneroberts.com. I do see some numbers, some views coming in. I really appreciate that also. Don't forget, right on that website, you can go ahead and book a session for your own private coaching session. I would love to meet you and I would love to assist you on your journey of self-discovery. And for those of you that are already following me on my social media platforms, I really appreciate that as well. I wanna invite the rest of you, go ahead, follow me at I am Renee Roberts on Facebook and on Instagram. And as always, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and forward progress for your life. So let's get our lives moving forward. I'm really excited about today's episode, talking about what to do when your heart is overwhelmed. What do you do when your heart is overwhelmed? What are your patterns of behavior? What are your strategies? What do you do when your heart is overwhelmed? Something we don't really talk about much, but I do want to kind of give us some strategies on today, if that's okay with you. Give us some strategies on what to do when we're mentally overpowered, when we are physically exhausted, when we are emotionally overcome, and when we are spiritually empty, because sometimes, you know, we're spiritually empty and, and I'm not talking about absent or void of church, but I'm talking about where our inner man is just, just dried out or dried up or just tired. And we don't really have strategies or tools on what to do with that. So this episode is going to empower you to do what you need to do in order to get that heart out of that overwhelmed state. So I hope you're ready because I have a mouthful for you in this episode. I'm thinking about it from this perspective. When we are overwhelmed, our brain sees a threat of scarcity, right? In other words, it, it sees that we're, we're lacking enough to do what needs to be done. So I, the brain is already sending off signals that are saying that, uh, I don't have enough to do what needs to be done. And so it starts sending signals to your entire person. And these, these signals can end up in us having anxiety, stress, uh, depression, uh, panic attacks, so many disorders, so many anxiety disorders, so many mood disorders. And so it is important to take notice of what's going on inside of our, our, our minds, as well as the things that are affecting our bodies. Understand that your brain is like the CPU on your computer, right? So I think most people have a computer. I am still being assumptive, but it's a very strong assumption that most people own or are in touch with a computer and every computer has a CPU on, in it a control process, a central processing unit. I was about to say control, but a central processing unit. Now what this, and I'm gonna, for central processing unit, I'm gonna say CPU. There's just too many words, right? But the CPU enables your computer to interact with all of the applications and programs installed on it. 
So without your CPU functioning properly, you can't open your Word uh, documents. You can't open uh, your uh, PowerPoint and whatever other applications or programs you may have on your computer, without that CPU functioning properly, you will not be able to interact with them. The brain, likewise, enables your body to function holistically by interacting with all of the parts of your body. So we see that the CPU, uh, it, our brain is likened to the CPU. And that's how I want you to kind of see it. If you can get a picture of that, your brain is the CPU of your body. So just like when the CPU crashes and you need a new computer, when your brain crashes, <laughs> that's it. We don't get a new body. So it's important, it's imperative to take care of what we have. Understand that your mind and your body are powerfully connected. Research has shown that whatever your brain is producing partially depends on your mind, which are your thoughts, your feelings, and your expectations. Now, positive thoughts and feelings causes the brain to produce chemicals that promote healing, strength, and well-being. And negative thoughts on the other side of this um, prevents the brain from producing those chemicals that we need to strengthen and heal our well-being. So we are learning today, what do we do with these hearts of ours? What do we do? When I say heart, I'm talking about our inner person, the core of us. This includes our mind, our, our mind, our will, our emotions, our feelings. What do we do when they are overwhelmed? I have some things for you on that. I'm, I'm not gonna leave you hanging there. Let's, let's get into it today. Let's grind it out today. I'm hyped, guys. So what do we do, Coach Renee? Tell us, oh, majesty. <laughs> I'm, just te I'm just teasing. But here are some things. Here are some things I wanna give you to help ease your overwhelmed heart. These are things that have worked and are working for me. You know, I am very open, I am very transparent, and I get moments where my heart is so overwhelmed, not in a sad or depressive way, but just tired, just, just over it. You ever just get over it? Like, I'm so over it. You wake up sometimes, you're just like, one thing hits and you're like, I'm over it. That's a sign that you're, 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 you're exhausted, your heart is overwhelmed, you need to do something to deal with that. And so we're gonna, I'm gonna give you a few things to deal with. I'm gonna give you seven. Seven, yes, the perfect number. Seven things to deal with your overwhelmed heart. Number one, here's the first one. Take a time out, guys. Take a time out. You know how we like to put children in time out? Put yourself in a time out, but not for punishment. Put yourself in a time out for benefit. This will benefit you emotionally, mentally, and physically. Take a time out in all of these areas. Take a time out uh, so that you can reset and reboot and recharge. Just like a computer, let's go back to our first analogy. You know, if you just keep your computer on 24 seven, never give the screen a break, it never goes into sleep mode, and it just stays there, it's gonna have a shortened life spam. You're going to end up blowing your monitor, blowing, your, you know, like something's going to go awry and you're going to have to end up investing all over again into an entirely new computer. But we know that we can't afford that with our emotions. We can't afford that with our mental and physical health. 
We have to take care of this one shot body that we have and do what's necessary to get, let it reset, to let it reboot, to let it recharge. We can do that by taking naps. I don't know about you. I was never a nap taker until I start hitting this big five O number. I, I, when I hit 50 y'all naps, I am learning the art of napping now. Didn't have it before, but I have it now. Praise Jehovah. I have to take a nap every now and then when I'm feeling physically overwhelmed. It's okay to procrastinate sometimes, guys. That's a mental relief that you don't have to just get everything done on the dime and at this moment. That was me also. I am learning just a little bit though, just a little bit. I'm learning a little bit about this procrastination and how sometimes it is extremely healthy to not always be on the point and on the grind and on the dime and on the minute and on the second. You know, I'm learning to wait sometimes because sometimes I just don't feel like doing what needs to be done right now. And sometimes I have to wait a little later to get it done, which we can define that as procrastination, but that's a healthy procrastination, right? I'm, I'm procrastinating because I need the break. I need the mental break. We can also learn how to delegate, you know, for those of us that have support teams, support systems. If you live in a household with a family, start delegating so that you can give your mind and your physical body a break. You shouldn't have to do everything. And if everything is hinged on you and solely on you, even at your jobs, delegate, delegate what needs to be delegated. You don't have to be at the helm of every single thing. Give people their assignments and trust them to do it and go take a break. One last thing with taking a time out. We have to learn how to gracefully disconnect emotionally. I have so many clients that ask, how do you do that, Coach Renee? How do I disconnect emotionally without getting hard and cold in my heart? I'm not telling you to make a heart disconnection. I'm saying make an emotional disconnection. In other words, I'm not going to feed your emotions and I'm not going to give you any emotions to feed. At this space I'm in right now today, at this moment, you, you know, you have to take time and listen, this can't be a week long journey, you know, because we need emotions to function and thrive in life. So you can't just shut it down every day, all day. But take moments, take moments in your day when you just refuse to deal with someone else's issues, where you refuse to answer a call or respond to a text because it is going to be emotionally taxing on you. It's okay. It's okay to tell your own emotional realm, not today or not at this moment. We're not doing this. I just, I just, I don't want to deal with any feelings in this moment. We understand we have to get back to, to reality and deal with certain things, but it's okay to disconnect every now and then it is so healthy for us emotionally. So that's taking a time out. Number two, delayer your stressors and prioritize them. <sighs> Something we don't do often because we just have all of our stressors in a big ball and we call it stressed. I am stressed out. Okay. So what are you stressed about? Bruh, what's going on? What is stressing you? So we have to delay these things and then prioritize them. How do we do that? By first of all, identifying your stressors. What is stressing you out? What is it? Who is stressing you out? 
And then you have to discover why it's stressing you. And if it's even worth stressing over. Sometimes when we sit down and analyze this, these things, we can start seeing like, hold up. I don't even need to be stressing. Wait a minute. Why am I stressing about it? That's not even my issue. Why am I stressing about it? But in some, unless we sit down and analyze it, do an analysis over our stressors, we'll never know. And we'll just continue to keep stressing over things that are irrelevant to our forward progress. We have to start discovering uh, uh, what's primary in these stressors. Like in other words, focus on the primary stressors. What things are most important and, and they have to be dealt with? What things are, are, are heaviest because they directly affect you? Here's, here's a sidebar, guys. If it doesn't directly affect you, it should not be stressing you. All right. And that's a measure you can use when you're analyzing your uh, stressors. If it's that if, if, it, if it's not a direct uh, effect on me, then I will not line this up with my other stressors in life. I, we already have too many. So that's one way we could just start prioritizing our stressors, focusing on what's primary. Once you do that, start journaling about those primary stressors. You know, get, get a journal out or what I found very interesting is get a uh, voice recorder out or your phone or even journal on your computer where some people like to type. Some people don't like to write. It's okay. But find a way to get those things out in, in a, um, you know, a written mode. Not just, it's a good way to articulate without talking to yourself so much. You know, just writing it down. Learn how to talk to others that you trust, the others that are in your safe, that create safe spaces for you to discuss those things. And what I mean by, what I mean by safe spaces is, yes, you are free to say what you need to say and you can trust them to give you guidance or to give you uh, the right type of feedback concerning those things. So talk about them. Learn how to reconceptualize how you see these things. Remember changing your perspective is everything you flip your perspective i guarantee you you will flip the way you perceive your stressors and this is what strips those stressors of their power all right so that's number two number three set outcomes for every thought that you have that means start defining an ending destination for each thought that that comes to play Every thought that comes into your heart or your mind that seems to try to overwhelm you, you define how this thought is going to end. This thought ends here has to be your, your statement to the thought. This is teaching yourself how to conclude matters by embracing the reality of what is. A lot of times we don't like to embrace the reality of what is, and that's what keeps the matter open. But we have to learn how to just, it is what it is, and we're going to conclude it right here, thought. We're not going to keep going on with the what ifs and the buts and the maybes and our shouldas and the wouldas and the couldas. No, it ends right here. The end. It is finished. Yes. Number four, set goals based on those outcomes, on, that, on the outcomes we just talked about in, in number three. Start setting goals based on those. Start asking yourself what needs to be done in order to, to do that. What needs to be discussed if necessary? What needs to be discarded 
all of these are, are things that you can prompt yourself with uh, to come up with the right goals for those expected outcomes. When we do this, we are literally placing thoughts in their places. We're not suppressing them. We're not keeping them on the low. We're not keeping them down. We are literally putting them in an appropriate place so that they become manageable. Yes. Number five, exercise mindfulness. We talk about this quite often on my podcast, but exercise mindfulness. Start with give it with Thanksgiving, being grateful, gratefulness, thankful for your life, thankful for the things that are going right, thankful that you have a mind that can even process the thoughts that you are having, thankful that you have a heart that is overwhelmed and not that you're grateful for the overwhelming, but you are grateful that you have a heart. Yes. So we want to start being grateful, uh, start commending yourself more, start self-affirming, give yourself some affirmations. These things are important when we are exercising mindfulness. It is okay to affirm yourself. It is okay to commend yourself because honey, if you don't, who will? It's your responsibility to stay on top of your heart, to stay on top of your mind, your mental health. This is your job. So that's number five. Number six, give expression. I want you to start learning how to give expression. You know, put on your favorite music, dance a little bit, sing, paint, draw, build something, uh, put some sound to what you are feeling and thinking. Some of us are very poetic, you know, begin to to write some poetry. I mean, do something, do something, put some expression to it. This is so important guys. This helps us to process the things that are overwhelming us and it helps gives us an, an outlet from under the pressure. And then lastly, number seven, spiritually focused. Spiritual focus comes in so many forms. I'm not here to judge your routine or your pathology when it comes to your spiritual applications. But you need to get more into prayer. If you're one that prays and communes with God, get more into your prayer life. If you're one that reads the Bible, get into your scriptures. If you read the Torah, get into the Torah. Whatever you read, get into it. I, I, it doesn't matter. Like, get spiritually focused. For your physical body, do some deep breathing. This taps into our creative being. This, you know, we have been created by God and, and within us, uh, our, whole, our whole nature, uh, talking about our biological nature, it still connects with the creator. So breathing is a good way to connect. Why? Because when we inhale and we exhale, we are taking in fresh oxygen we're, and we're putting out the junk, guys. This is something we've been created. We've been majestically created to do. So do some deep breathing as a part of your spiritual focus and meditate. Meditate on things that are good. Meditate on things that are uplifting. Meditate on success. Meditate on, on, on things that you are, are dreaming to accomplish. Stop giving so much energy and mental space to those things that are stressing you and causing you to be overwhelmed. Life is too short to live overwhelmed. 
Let's start extending the course of our lives and shifting our trajectory in life by doing what's necessary to decrease the things that are interfering with our functionality and that are messing us up about our success. I hope that this has helped you and empowered you and uplifted you. And I am looking forward to sharing even more to keep our lives moving forward. I love you guys. Have an amazing one. I'll catch you later.